You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. Now, what happened is that from verse 1, from 1 to 4, they surrounded Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat went to the Lord and prayed. And he says, we sought help from God. And God said to him, verse 17, he said, you are not going to need to, you, know, you need not to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. The word said there, take your position. Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Fear not, nor be dismayed tomorrow. And I've learned this to be true. If you can stand still in crisis. You know, let me tell you this. Don't get confused about something. Now, you've got to understand what I'm saying in the spirit. When God was bringing the children of Israel out of the promised land with Moses, out of Egypt with Moses to the promised land, he parted the Red Sea before they put their foot in the Red Sea had parted. When Joshua was going to take them in at the Jordan, God said, your foot must enter before I part it. God can do it for you, but the second time in maturity, he will do it through you. You must enter in and the water touches you. And you know what I told you, the feeling of, this is how failure will be. But you stand still in the waters. Do you get what I'm saying here? Your heart is still. If you can be still in the waters, if they say that, listen, they are on their way, you made a financial mistake, they said they're coming to carry you, all right, Monday morning, and on Sunday you can be still without fear. You can stay in the presence of God, feeling the waters of them coming to carry you, and you are there worshiping in stillness that you honor God without fear. God says that he will pass before they get to you. He says, stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still doesn't mean don't do anything. It means inside your heart, don't be shaken. Because they did something. And what did they do? They appointed singers. And got together. And when it was time for battle, they began to rejoice and to sing praises. Verse 21. Saying, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Now, what was the effect of this? But let me tell you this. Everybody's heart was still. Nobody was singing in fear. Their hearts were still. The people that you carry into this kind of thing, the Bible says they appointed it wasn't just vocal calls. They appointed people. It's just like when Joshua was going to fight. And God said, look, we have got to select the right people. 
There's the people that were singing. Were, were, can you imagine people have come with weapons? You go there. They are, it's time for battle. They come with guns, and you are singing, praise the Lord, praise him, praise him. And they come with the gun, praise him, praise, praise him, praise him. Are you following what I'm saying here? I mean, it's just, it's God forbid, but people are coming in, they're coming guns into this place, and everybody starts, praise the Lord. And then as they come, you two are going to meet them. But you know you can be going, because they told you to go. But, <laughs> you know, I was on the flight once, and this guy was sleeping beside me, and he was like, ah, I'm a cool guy. And when the plane was landing, and, and it shook, he said, Jesus, but... The way he grabbed me, Jesus, do you know that till the plane taxied and we got off, he couldn't look me in the eyes because it was a disgraceful, you know, when it's like, I'm about to die here. All right? But this was a guy, you know, uh, came in, put out the bum so he was supposed to be calm. When the plane shook, Jesus, his legs were almost over the chair. I looked across the back, but I tried, I didn't want to embarrass him, so I looked straight. It was like, man, what just happened here? May I never see this guy again for the rest of my life. So you can say Jesus, but you know when you say Jesus, people say, what's the problem? Because what they heard was, there is a problem. They didn't hear certainty. He said, in the name of Jesus, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? In the name of Jesus, what's the problem? All right? Because what they heard was fear. So it's stillness. And you know, exactly what will happen is somebody is walking beside somebody and the angel knows what to do. The angel steps on the toe of one with his weight. Bam! And that one says, ah, why could you have stepped on me like this? He says, who stepped on me? Please don't step on me. Sir, can you step on me like And this one is from the tribe of Ammon. This one says, hey, why are you chancing that person? And the angel slaps another one again at the back. And it's also, so it's you. And then, fight, the gun. So once you start singing that way, angels start. Activities start. Are you following what I'm saying here? Things start getting released into the atmosphere there. Rejoicing from that place there. Of stillness. So they began to kill themselves. By verse 24. All right. What happened was, ah, the fight was going on. These folks just stepped back. And they were still singing, praise the Lord. His message. Slaps his message. And they all right. They would smile at them and say, praise the Lord. And and until nobody was alive. <laughs> and they went up to the watchtower in the wilderness and looked at multitudes. And behold, there were dead bodies falling on the earth. None escaped. Why shouldn't one escape? It means one that was left as he was going, one that was about to die. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go anywhere. I write. You mean after what you did here? Through the jungle, I said, we die here together. <laughs> and none, the Bible says what? Escaped. Not one. That's anything that opposes nothing will escape. They that rejoice at the word, rejoice as though that find great spoil. That is, you rejoice in that light and it turns into spoils on the outside. And they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies, precious jewels, which they stripped from themselves, and it was more than they could carry away. In other words, this victory is beyond 
this wasn't what we were planning. We, can't, we don't even have the ability to carry it away. And they were there three days. Can you imagine? Gathering for three days. This is what rejoicing will bring. All right? Three days gathering spoil. It was what? So much. And so this evening, you know, they're going to bring the prophet, Alam. They told him, go and cause. He said, listen, in the final analysis, he said, the shout of the Lord is in the camp of the Israelites. There is no divination or enchantment against them. Where there's a shout of victory, there is nothing you can do. He said, from this day, it shall be said, see what the Lord has wrought. Let me say what I'm saying. I'll close with this. One of the most powerful illustrations of this thing was during one of the previous West African Faith Believers Club, Wapek, when Reverend Mark Hankins came to speak. Very powerful. He said he went hunting with somebody. And later on, I think, I'll ask him one day, I think it was Bishop Butler, because Bishop Butler likes to hunt, and they are friends, I realized later. And he said, when they got there, they got there in the night, and they painted themselves, put leaves, everything, and no animal came for five hours. He said he was there, sharing wood, five hours. Where is the animal? Guys, at about daybreak, he said the minister beside him now started making sound. I looked at him. He said, shh. Take your gun. Take your gun. Aim now. <laughs> Next thing, the idea began to come out. He said, fire. Okay. He said, what do you do? He said, this is when they wake up. And they feed on certain creatures. And when those creatures are wounded, they make that kind of sound. <laughs> so they think their prey is wounded and trapped. So they come to get the prey. But if the sound they hear is not the sound of somebody injured, animal, they stay away. He said the revelation blew. When you complain and murmur, demons come out. We have got the prey. When there's a shout of victory, they say, stay where you are. Those are strong ones. So this evening, let a shout of victory. Listen to me. Let me tell you this. Let it not be Listen to what I'm saying. It's not because things are going right, but because of the victory you have in Christ. So look at the mountain as we rise to our feet now. Instrumentalist, I hope you are, you are ready. Okay? All right? And I want you this night here to say, listen, I want to get into something tonight. If it's a spiritual breakthrough, in a particular thing, you look at that mountain and say, listen, first, I'm going to be still. All this fear, talk, it's over. Now I want you to hear the new sound that is coming out of me. And this is a sound of victory. This is a sound of triumph. All right? And this is the sound here of it. Now. Before I get that, let me say this here because I want us to do something. Are you ready, instrumentalist? All right, you ready? 
Oh, why are you saying that? You're not, you're, you're gonna come now. Ah, all right. So I want to do something quickly. Let's hear. Now, listen here. I'll tell the story. For years, when I mean, when there was a campus fellowship leader, I mean, we, we, we were packing out places on campus. So everybody thought that once you start ministry, you know, in fact, people told me that um, I'll be really surprised if in six months you do not have 1,000 people coming. I mean, I'll be, I'll be surprised. This person came later on, you know, they even stole something from her car. I said, I said, so why do you park that way? He said, I, I thought many cars were going to park behind me. <laughs> you understand this? And the whole place will be full of cars. So I just parked there. I said, why should you park there? What? So in fact, that was even an arrow on me again. Apart from they stole something from the car, then an arrow that, you mean, you mean it's only few people that are your church? This is why they came to carry people that day. But, so I preached, 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 preached. Because I thought the anointing will bring people. Oh, I preached. I'm not preaching again. Um, people don't know this. I will preach until the technical man will wave. That's not the people who. The technical man will wave. That's those 90 minutes cassette. It has finished. Stop the message. On September 11th, 2021, Pastor Boju Oyemade will be live in the beautiful city of Oyo for the Oyo Faith Seminar. Come join us for a paradigm-shattering, insightfully refreshing encounter in God's presence with the undiluted Word of God. Join us from 9 a.m. prompt at the Emerald Event Center, 119 Edith Akban Avenue, also known as Four Lanes, Uyo Akwaibom, Nigeria. Whether you live or work in the city of Uyo, invites family members, invites friends. See you there. Powered by the Covenant Nation. And I'll do this. In other words, take last week's tape and insert it and start recording on that one. It was what the Archbishop used to call the everlasting gospel. You've just been going on. No time. Somebody came to church and said, the first time I heard you, you preached for two hours and 12 minutes. Sunday morning. I just said, I'll pour out. I'll pour the anointing out. So one day I went for a minister's conference. People were not coming. As Ken Copeland said, they will stay away in the thousands. So I went there, and I heard him say, he just said, he got to the end of the meeting. He said, let nobody move. Shut all the doors. He said, nobody, I mean, you know, America, if it's us, we can't understand Africa. We can say, shut the doors. Nobody should move. But in America, when they say, shut the, you know, you have to be careful before they sue you. All right? He said, shut the doors, nobody should move. In fact, he even said something like, that. what? Are we in Nigeria? He said, if you leave, you, your time will just bust on the way because God wants to do something. You know, the way we talk in Africa, that's... So I said, ah, come on. But he now began his story quickly. And he said, for almost 35 years, he carried a condition in his body. Ah. I, now, I just came from Nigeria. The time zone was, was not, so I was half asleep because this was 8 o'clock, which is about 2, two 3 a.m. If a lady gave me some, I don't know where she got it, but some pepper chewing gum. When you put it in the hole, your whole your mouth to be on fire. I was chewing it in, but just to keep awake. But when he started this story, I woke up. What's going on here? He said, I never said this for condition. He said, I was in so much pain that sometimes my wife would have to dress me up to come and preach. Some of the times you saw me come to preach, she said, I got out of the car once and I said, yeah, and people thought it was the move of the spirit because the pain was so sharp in his back. Yeah, he said, it's only his wife knew that this is 
a condition in the body. I'd seen him do healing meetings. Every Saturday in Southwest Believers since 1973, they have healing meetings. How could you have carried this condition while we saw cripples coming off? How could that have happened? So I said, what's going on here? Foremost faith man. He said somebody in their children's section had even started treating him and all of that. One day he said, he started praying, God, where did I, where, what's going on here? And he told me, he said, anytime you can't, you're, you're, you're not getting results, start praying in the spirit until you hear him. He said, and as you start praying in tongues, his story of the Kenetagin always said every camp meeting will come to him. And he would talk about a woman on a wheelchair. And the Kenetagin said it was in a meeting, the anointing came on him, he was laying hands, people were getting up there. He got to this woman and for one reason the anointing lifted. And he called the woman and said to her, I'm sorry, the anointing has lifted. Whisper to her. So you can't get healed like this folk. But there's another way you can get healed. She said, how? By faith. He opened to the book of 1 Peter 2, 23. He said, when were we healed? When did you get healed by these stripes? Read it. And the woman looked and she looked. And her face brightened up. And she lifted up her hands and said, Father, I thank you. I remember when I used to come into meetings like this on a wheelchair. When I would struggle to this, I want to thank you that I walked into this place by myself. As she began, she was calling into existence those things that be not as though they were as she was praising God. He said, that story will keep coming back. But he will say, what's this? Then the final breaking point was he entered into his car. This was about two weeks before this. Um, some, some two weeks before he got manifested. And his wife put a tape and said, why not I come meeting? But Kenneth Hagin preached. I was listening to a point. Can I continue in the car? He said, put the tape in. He started the car. After one minute, Kenneth Hagin said, now I've got to tell you this story again. I tell every camp meeting. Tell the story again. He said, this is God talking to you. He said, God told him, listen to you. You keep putting your blessing in the future instead of putting it in the past. You, that what that woman did on the wheelchair was that she realized that she was healed, not that she was going to be healed. So she was praising God as somebody who came in healed into the meeting. He said, you set a date when that particular thing occurred in the spirit. And he said, draw the line in the sand and once you cross it, never go back. And you say, so he said, it was two weeks to his convention. He set August 8th as a date. He called Dr. Crefudola, called, he says, lay hands. I just want this as a date. He said, this day, I got healed of this back pain. And he said, I will never talk about it as something that God is going to do, but something that God has done. He said, I'm, this is what he told us. He said, I'm giving you the perfect law of breakthrough. When he was saying it, God, I heard a voice. God said, if I now realized I was trying to use the anointing instead of faith. God, I heard the voice clear. He said, if you do what this man said you should do and sit under this, he said, in three years, he said, in a year's time, you'll be having three services. This is 2003 when he, when he came to the place. When you're not in faith, they will hear you on TV, but they may not, or hear you somewhere, and they may not remember your name. But when you cross, Things, are you following what I'm saying here? He said, one year from that date, we were doing five services. And we had expanded the place three times. And he said, once you cross this line, never go back. That is, it has happened, not that it is going to happen. So you look at your wristwatch. This is what? 25 minutes to what? You may not have been preaching this long. Is it to seven? 
Are you serious? Everlasting gospel. All right. 25, 25 minutes to what? Seven. Now you tell yourself, today, August what? 15. On this time here, now please bring up and you write it down. So, so you write that. And you stick it up somewhere you get your house. And when you wake up in the morning, on August 15, at this particular day, this particular thing happened unto me and it's a done deal. And you're never, now if you, if you hear yourself telling somebody this problem, call yourself, listen to me, as the, listen to what I'm about to say. When the Holy Ghost tells you that that thing you said is wrong, you know what you should do? Stop yourself. Don't just stop yourself. Tell the person, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. I want to apologize for telling you a lie. It happened on the 15th of August at 25 minutes to 7. God did it. I just came here and made a wrong statement. That statement is withdrawn. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? Now, so once this line is crossed, so he told us what we should do, which every one of you should do here, is draw a line, all right, in the sand, across. Now, we are going to take that leap with a shout of victory across that particular thing, never to return back here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, even if God has put it in your heart that you should own a big business and to leave, if God told you that or not, that it's right. If told you, once you cross that line, that it has happened. All right? And then what happens is manifestation starts. Once you cross this line, you know what's going to happen? In a matter of days, somebody will suggest something to you that is different. Um, do you know that there's this business somewhere? Keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. The angels will bring the information to you as to what you're supposed to do. Because when you cross something spiritually, forces follow you. Are you following what I'm saying? Resources follow you. Look, my friend, I put it out there even on Instagram that meditate on the scripture, something is going to happen. I didn't come to preach, I came to take people into an experience. Are you following what I'm saying? So, now this place has space. You don't have to be where you are. You can move so that you can jump. But mentally have that line there. And tell yourself, all right, at the count of three, I'm going to leap into this experience prophetically and hear what's going to happen with a shout of victory. And after that, we break into praise. All right, we break into praise after our shout of victory here. So we will leap and there will be a shout of victory and after that, we begin to rejoice in that new place where you are in the name of Jesus Christ. That is, this new land that you have as your possession, you did not get it, all right, by your sword, by your arm, but by the light of the countenance Hallelujah. of Jehovah God. So are you ready now? So mentally draw the line, all right, hold it, see that new place where you are going to. All right, just meditate for about 30 seconds on that new land. See it. This is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm entering into. This is what I'm entering into. This is what I'm entering into. See that thing right there. See that thing right there. This is what I'm going into. At the count of three, you leap into it and begin to rejoice in its fulfillment. One, you see it very clearly. 
So you said very clearly, free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. On September 11th, 2021, Pastor Boju Oyemade will be live in the beautiful city of Uyo for the Uyo Faith Seminar. Come join us for a paradigm-shattering, insightfully refreshing encounter in God's presence with the undiluted Word of God. Join us from 9 a.m. prompt at the Emerald Event Center, 119 Edith Akban Avenue, also known as Four Lanes, Uyo Akwaibom, Nigeria. Whether you live or work in the city of Uyo, invites family members, invites friends, See you there. Powered by the Covenant Nation. Thank you for watching today's program. To listen to the full message or any other messages, please visit www.elibrary.insightsforliving.org. And to find out more about the Covenant Nation, visit www.insightsforliving.org or download the C3 Live app on Android or iOS. God bless you. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.